My name is Gabriel Analis. I'm a sports reporter for the Daily Emerald, and I listen to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Emerald Podcast Network. It's Emerald FC time. We're talking Women's World Cup 2019. Yeah. It's Sunday, June 2nd, mid-afternoon here in Eugene, Oregon. I'm joined by Austin Craycraft. Yo, yo, yo. And Jack Butler's here. He might chirp in. Yeah. I don't know very much about the right. women's national teams of these various countries. But if I do chirp in, consider myself the voice of the probably average listener in that they also probably don't know anything. So I may only ask clarifying questions. All right. And Ryan Wynn is here as well. I'm Sean Meadow. This is... We're going to be primarily about the U.S. Women's National Team, but we will talk about the rest of the field as well, knowing that our primary listeners are American and will be most interested in the U.S. So, let's get started. The U.S. Women's National Team will be playing in a group. It is composed of Sweden, Chile, and Thailand, Group F. So they are the last on the schedule. They open up with Thailand, which is, I think, the worst-ranked team going into this In the entire tournament? So, the U.S. assumed... Winners, uh, Miranda Nild from Cal, fun fact, playing for Thailand. Oh, man. If you start grilling me on Thailand, I'm going to get out of here real quick. <laughs> no, oh, I actually... No, not I'm happening. just kidding. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to toss that one out there just to keep it Pac-12 because this is... Uh, and I, pull, I pulled up... Pac-12 country. The Yahoo Doug McIntyre's Women's World Cup Power Rankings. Oh, Thailand yes. Thailand comes in at number 24 out of 24. So. Well, if you wanted to know what their odds are, it's 2001 that I'm seeing at least. The U.S. favored France, Germany, England, Japan, Netherlands, Australia, Spain, Brazil in the rest. This is probably the most competitive Women's World Cup ever because this is a chance, I think, that 10 teams could win. Like There are 10 teams who you could argue, like, hey, they, they might just win it yeah, because I'm, normally it's like three. Right. I mean, th- this is just kind of the expansion of the women's game in general is so that just more countries are becoming further developed in, inside of the game, and this is the year we're really starting to see it. Like, the next World Cup, I, I would expect there's an expansion in terms of teams into the tournament because there are more than just, like, 24 teams that should be in this tournament, I think, in general. So you might see up until 32. But, yeah, I mean, I think this this tournament is really loaded. Usually it's, like, the U.S. kind of against the field or against three or four other good competitors, but I, I, I really like... Some of these other teams, like the Brazilian teams, only they're at sixteen to one. They're the eighth favorite, so they've been struggling. Yeah, and that that just kind of speaks but to this the depth. is the World Cup. Yeah, you just got to turn it on. You don't know. They just have to flip a switch. But they're in a, a decent group with Australia, Jamaica, and Italy. Mm-hmm. They open up with Jamaica, so fortunately for them, because Marta might not play in the opener due to injury that she picked up in training, she missing that game. That that might be okay because it is Jamaica, not the the strongest team. Actually, a duck, Marlo Sweatman, playing for Jamaica in that. Wait, Sean, didn't you write a story about her? Yeah, read it at dailyemerald.com or pick up this past week's edition of the Emerald if you can find it, if you are on campus. Let's go into the U.S., though. So this team, 23 players on the roster, a couple of decisions that were criticized, I think, and rightfully so. The U.S. not that deep in the fullback position. Yeah. It's Crystal Dunn, 
who is naturally an attacking player, has been a, a winger, a forward. But she but she has but played she's left played back. at fullback. And right, so she's gonna play at left back. Yeah. There is no backup left back, really. Exactly. The backup left back is the starting right back, Kelly O'Hara. Well, it, who it, has a backup in the form of Ali Krieger, who is maybe not in the best form of her life, but has the experience of being a women's world cup champion well, in twenty fifteen. And and if if all else goes wrong, what we saw in the friendly was a little Tobin Heath at at Which is what two. we saw when the US were knocked out by Sweden in the quarterfinals of the Olympics. Olympics. Yep. So yeah, that that's kind of the most worrisome position. I think like in terms of the starters, you'll be fine, but like one tweak of an ankle or anything and this position gets really worrisome for the entire team and you don't have the backstop that you normally do in Hope Solo, which I think is for me in terms of the starting spots, the most worrisome position is Alyssa Nair. I think yeah. G- coming off the best goalkeeper in US history to to try and fill in those Ooh. shoes, it's yeah, I hope so. It was better than Brianna Scurry. I know. I love that debate. I love that debate. Yeah, Alyssa Nayer is going to be the starter. Ashlyn Harris is the backup. Adriana French is the third string. Yeah. Really good story on French in Yahoo Sports. The Thorns goalkeeper. So, Nayer being that starter, I think she's not going to have to make that many saves, which is fine, but she's going to have to make some big saves at some point. And that might come in the quarterfinal when the U.S. come up most likely against France. If things pan out for these top yeah. two ranked teams, they will play at such an early stage in France where the U.S. In Paris. Lost. It'll be in Paris. It would be in Paris. And the U.S. lost to France. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of in the overwhelming sentiment in terms of what I've been hearing is just like people just already pinpointing that matchup. because oh, it's, it, it's going to be better than the final. Yeah, because Fran- France is France and the U.S. are the two best teams in the tournament for my money, I think. So Yeah, I think Vegas is money too. Exactly. So that that's just kind of what you have to start looking forward to. If you are the U.S., obviously they've tripped up in, in more surprising spots before, but namely that Sweden game. But yeah, Nair... Which is in the U.S.'s group, by the way, if you didn't catch that at the top of the pod. But the Pia Sunhawk. FIFA just loves to just... Oh, it's beautiful. I don't think they together. do that technically on purpose, but who knows? It's, it's I FIFA. I like to think so. It's FIFA. Okay. <laughs> but the U.S. playing France in the quarterfinal might be an injustice to this tournament. I think them playing in a semifinal or final, if that was how it could have drawn out, right. would have been better. Uh, obviously, they're not corrupt, right? And so they don't manipulate the draw. But anyway. Well, the, the, this would be a bad manipulation if so, because yeah, you exactly. don't want these two teams playing. You wouldn't. So that, that kind of plays into that favor. Or they are manipulating it, and this is just them covering it up. It's conspiracies. Anyway, I think France are favorites for this. I think the U.S. Yeah. might lose that game very likely if there is an injury, like we're saying. So who who is that most important player? Who is that one player that if they get injured, I know we've already talked about fullback and no Casey Short or McCall Sabroni or any of those players who could possibly slide into there. Tiana Davidson on the bench. She's never played in a World Cup. She's played at Stanford. She's fresh into the NWSL. She is going to be on this World Cup team. I don't think she gets many minutes, if any. And if she has to come in and play at fullback, a position she hasn't played at the professional level, very much of at least, well, yeah, I, I, is a problem. Her inclusion in this team, I think, is just one of those classic U.S. moves in terms of like trying to get the player in early and have this experience for when uh, the older She's going to be captain one day. Lock it in? <laughs> She's going to be captain one day. Yeah. I, I, I really do think so. She's got those kind of qualities. Yeah, she does. For me, I think the most crucial player, I mean, she's probably the second or third most 
recognizable player on this team, and it's Julie Ertz. I think that her role yep. in terms of just establishing both sides, really, I think she's just so physical defensively and then just her ability to move the ball. I love when center backs become holding midfielders like Julie Ertz because that is classic just manipulation of a player who has this aspect of a game that is so dominant that in the position it's in, it looks kind of expected, but then when they get into a different position, it takes it to a whole new level. And I think she's the best holding midfielder in the world right now. And if she has an injury occur, this U.S. team might crumble. Carly Lloyd can't really play that role. She is no. on this team. She is going to be she, a bench player. They tried to play her there. and They're going to try and play like Rose Lavelle there. Like what? Lindsey Horan, Allie Long. Yeah. Like those are the players who could fill in. Morgan Bryan is included, who was another controversial inclusion because she has had a bit of a fall off, but she was on that team that won the 2015 Women's World Cup in Canada. She could be that player who steps up in in these moments, well, but the, the, the Ertz thing, it goes back to a, a, another stub on this team and that's Cerboni. She's just the natural kind of backup for her. If, if she was included in this team, so that's her and her in short are like the kind of the two names that really people were kind of surprised that they weren't in the team because they make mo the most sense in terms of, I was, I was also surprised not to see the inclusion of Sofia Huerta, the midfielder. She's creative. She's clever on the ball. I think she would have been a, a decent pick in this team, maybe yeah. over Morgan Bryan. I also would have not been opposed to seeing Andy Sullivan, uh, another former Stanford player. I think she is, and she's showing it. So is Huerta now in NWSL, just dominating games. Yeah. While they've been not included, kind of showing Jill Ellis what they're missing. But I, I don't know how this team fares against a team like France in the quarterfinal. Well, the terrifying thing is just how good France's attack really is. They have seven of their 11 starters are from that Lyon team who's won four straight Champions League finals. Oh, yeah. Treble in there as well. Yeah. Alex Morgan was a part of that treble team. There you go. So, like, just... And that amount of just playing together so consistently is so helpful just in terms of chemistry because that's that can really be a defining point in a World Cup is just who's played together and who hasn't because you either know your teammates or you don't. I think this U.S. team has a good amount of chemistry, but it's not the same as seeing them day in and day out like 7-11ths of a starting 11 can be. Yeah, uh, Julie Ertz obviously is going to play a big role in that midfield, but I think I'm really fascinated to see how Lindsey Horan steps up on the big stage. Yeah. Having now got so much experience... I think she's just so brilliant. She gets into the box and can head her, uh, scores headed goals quite frequently for the Portland Thorns. She can score absolute screamers. She She's just really a good box-to-box -box midfielder. When she needs to be the star in the game, she can step up. And I think that's a player that I'm excited to see play well, at this level. And on Henry Bushnell's article on Yahoo as well, he ranks her as his number one player on the U.S. team. Like he Oh, said, nice. I totally agree with that. Because he... he, he Calls her last year in the NWSL the best attacking midfielder and the best defensive midfielder in the NWSL, which is like the perfect box to box, box to box midfielder. It's like if Paul Pogba was being used correctly the entire time. Yeah, Paul Pogba and Lindsey Horan both in a commercial last year oh, together wow, in that Adidas ad, oh, that World Cup. Really? Ad. Yeah, Messi's in there. Uh, like oh, that one where they're in the, kind of the factory, De Gea's, yeah. like yeah, Beckham yeah. and Zidane. That's a cool commercial, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this this is a an interesting, I think, piece to the puzzle is Lindsay Horan. I think she's gonna be the one that's 
going to really hold it down in the middle. I mean, Julie Ertz is going to be the one that's defending mostly, yeah. but I think I think it's Lindsey Horan. If the game runs through her a little bit, this team is going to win a lot of games and score a lot of goals. But boy, oh boy, this attack. Do we even need to talk about I Megan mean, Rapino, Alex Morgan, and Tobin Heath? I think their names speak for themselves. No, yeah, they're just they're just all so good. And then even behind them, you just have so many options in terms of what you can do with the team in terms of Kristen Press and Mallory Pugh. It's just so dynamic. It's just so good. The attack is just so deep. And then and then you have the best super sub maybe possible in Carly Lloyd. I know she's Oh gosh. She she was thought to be a little bit outside like oh maybe last world cup was kind of the end of her prime, but she's I mean I I would say she's out of her prime, but if there's a player who works off the field like off the training field with the team more, it's it's her. Like she is always always working out. I remember when she was on her honeymoon, she was posting videos of her like doing sprints. That's awesome. In like Hyde Park or something in London during and it's like what in the world? Like go enjoy yourself for a minute. But that's just the kind of character that I mean, Carly Lloyd you can, is. You She's can almost, fierce. You can almost write her in for like two or three just absolute She's going to have goals. a big moment in this World yeah. Cup, I think. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of what Off she does. Off the bench, team is in like a shaky situation. Does this team want to lose to Sweden and come second in the group so then they can avoid France? Maybe it's a harder path like you get like a Spain or something in the First round out. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what Tank. you want out of this. <laughs> Hello, Jack. Hello. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I would not recommend that, but... No, you don't really want to, but... Although, looking in terms of, like... Hmm, it'd be interesting to see how that... How that... That changes. Kind things. of setup would yeah. alter their path. And it's an interesting setup because third-place teams will advance into... Knockout. Top four. Yeah, top four, third... Top six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same Four thing. Four best doing... third place teams out of the exactly. six groups. Is so. it is it based on like FIFA rankings or? I think it's points, man. Oh really? Okay. Oh, I guess that's why Portugal yeah. didn't advance in the U twenty World Cup because they only had four points. As yes, a third place team. Wow, they only had four as a third place team. Yeah, because they won one. I think they lost Argentina and then they yeah, drew so against the team that won the group. Then who was it? Argentina. Argentina. Did they went out the group. Yes, and then this South... is the U twenty men's World Cup sidetrack. South Korea, I think. Finished second, and they had six points because they beat oh. they beat, and their loss was to Portugal. Correct. Or their loss was yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it may be. No, they. Oh, geez, what? No, they must have beaten whatever. Because if yeah, that's that's an interesting. But yeah, way I mean, for it to it's th- this is kind of the it. I like this. Just I mean, I know it's kind. I of, like the format. I think it's. Yeah, I think I, it's good. I think it will. And will, it, and it's what will happen in the men's World Cup, not the next the 48 one. Forty eight team. Yes, when it gets World to 48, Cups. this is what will happen. Well, no, those are three-team groups. Never mind. They, we don't know how they're going to do Good it. Point. There's no official announcement yet from FIFA on right, how well, the Men's whatever. World Cup in twenty. We know how this one works. Run. So how how do you think this fares? I think we're going to go away from the U.S. Women's National Team now. Yes. Have we exhausted those or at least gotten our points across? Or is there yeah, anything I mean, you want to hit on? Yeah, because there's we, we could talk for the next... 20 minutes about how good each of the attackers are, but I don't think we need to waste our breath with that. Again, just Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, Tobin Heath. That's all you need to know. They're just, just their names. You know what they can do. Yeah, I mean, so the the France team, I think, bears They're, they're my favorites because they're at home. I gen- But at the same time, there's that build pressure. I, I don't buy that. I think they're so, generally I mean, favorites. Their they're, they're striker, Eugenie Le Samor. Is that right? We'll go with it. Le Samor. Okay. Yeah, so she she's excellent. She's, she's their striker up top. They have a place for Leon, yes. with Ada Hegerberg, and yeah, which is just bonkers. And then their right winger, whose name I do not have in front of me, but I've heard just spectacular things. I've watched a couple of her highlights, and she's like 
I heard the Total Soccer Show put her as like Tobin Heath, but with acceleration. So she's just like crazy talented, but super fast too. And then their midfielder, Amandine Henry. Henry, yeah. She's their she's, she's their captain. She's so she's, good. She's just she's so good. Perfection. So I mean, you've if you've watched NWSL, you've seen her and just how good she's been and playing at these levels. And she she kind of helped tear apart the U.S. in that that friendly. So, Dark Horses, based on the odds, at least, I think Australia, for me, can win this World Cup at 16-1 to 1 odds is what I'm looking at. I don't know yeah, what, I, what I, ones you have. I are. see it at 14-1, 14 to 1, but yeah, if Sam Kerr just gets kind of, she just gets going and scores eight goals, like, that's what can happen. And, and they have enough players on this team to help her out as well, but Sam Kerr just up top is so lethal. You see it every time with the uh, Red Stars, you see it in NWSL, and then you'll see it for her when she plays in the A-League or the WA-League or whatever they call it down there. Australia been knocked out in the quarterfinals the last three World Cup. Yeah, but this is a much better Australia team. Now. Good point. Netherlands, really good team. I think England are fun. I really yeah, I mean, I really like that team. They're playing almost as well as any team. They won the She Believes Cup in... Yeah, Phil Neville has got them doing something. I don't really know if it's if it's really... If it's if it's as as he's called it, United Fizza. I don't know if he's really got really got that that team doing something, or if that team is just that good. I, I think they're really I mean, composed. I think Steph Hooten at center back is just fantastic. With, yeah, the, with Greenwood got, at left back. They've got just got a nice blend of of both. Youth Lucy and Bronze experience, played yeah. really well for Lyon and been great for England at fullback. And I mean, they they're they going to the be they're going to be really hard to score on in general. Former Oregon yeah. State striker Jody Taylor up top. It's a good team. So they're they're great. Obviously, Germany. Yeah, you don't even have to say anything more than just Germany. You just expect them to be good. You you I mean Japan I can when is I still good. When I close my eyes for Germany, I can basically see what they're gonna do already. Like it's, it's just ingrained <laughs> in my mind. And and obviously Japan being Japan. So I think Brazil is not the same Brazil. I think Sweden is not the same Sweden. I think Canada is lacking. Christine Sinclair is gonna break the the record for most goals in Yeah. In You're a ever. big Sinclair fan too, huh? Oh, she's awesome. She's just awesome. She's one of your favorites. Yeah. I mean, and then the the one thing that we just kind of have to mention, I think Norway would be like a top five team in this tournament if they had the best player in the world on their team. Ada Hegerberg. Give the Ballon d'Or winner the BBC Player of the Year. Uh, I mean, she is just so good. And she scores this hat trick in the first half against FC Barcelona in the Champions League final. Like, hello. How ridiculous and, is that? And, I mean, props to her for sticking this out and really just being defiant against yeah. the Norwegian Federation as she's pushing for equality yep. for that team. But they go from 35 to 1 odds, honestly, to like 15 to 1. Absolutely, maybe even I better. Think, yeah. I mean, this is Norway's historically a fantastic women's soccer country. And I don't know. It'll be, it's cool. Winners of the 95 World Cup. And yeah, I th- uh, yeah. If, if she was in this tournament, I think that she would be like the, tr- they would be like the trendy winners pick in terms of like. Oh, yeah. Not, People would pick not, just based on. Yeah, totally. Just the, having the best team. player and then having a lot of really good supporting players around her. Yeah. I'm really excited to see some other countries involved. South Africa qualifying was really awesome. I mean, they're close to my heart a little. So that's cool to see them. Just I watched the the African qualifications and then obviously Jamaica getting in. The qualification process for that, they played Panama, and Panama kind of became the sweethearts of the CONCACAF Cup. I mean, a 17-year-old goalkeeper doing so well. They get into that shootout. Jamaica beat them in the shootout for the last spot. Oh, it's heartbreaking. But the the U.S. had to beat Jamaica to get into that final. So Jamaica 
the third place team making it into the World Cup for the first time ever in the country's history. It's so cool. They're heroes. It's the reggae girls, and they've funded money. Like, there's some really cool stories uh, about them. Name uh, to watch their 17 year old. in the AP. 17 year old striker, Jody Brown, for, for Jamaica. She's. I think Bunny Shaw is the best player on that team. Okay. I'll I'll have she's, to I'll have to awesome. watch some YouTube. On I her watched tonight. I watched the Scotland Jamaica game and she scored both goals. Uh, wow. And before the game, I already was on the the Bunny Shaw hype train. Mm-hmm. After talking to Marlo as well, <laughs> kind of got me going there. But Scotland can be tricky. England have them in the group. I don't know how that result goes their way. I mean, I think England gets it. But Scotland has has grown. The women's game has grown greatly. They had tons of people at that game tens of thousands at that game against jamaica after their attendance record prior was just three thousand something wow so the women's game growing the world cup fever is here it is five days away from the recording of this this podcast will come out just before the first game which is on june 7th i think it's south korea france for me for me a quick my quick dark horse is is Nigeria. They've been in every World Cup. They've only made it out of the knockout stage once. Dark horse to win it? No, no, just, no, no to just make a run. Just to yeah. Just oh, to, I was like, talking be dark fun. horse to win. But yeah, okay. dark horse to get through. That's a good one. I I, I really I like, like them. They've got they've got some really electric players. They have the I think it's the street player uh, the street freestyle player of the year or something. She's right. like a 17 or 18 year old winger on the team. And she, so like, if she just gets on the field, like you don't know what could happen with the ball. Nice. And that would be unbelievably fun to watch and stuff. Okay. My team to make a run dark horse would be Scotland. I like it. Ride with the Scotties. <laughs> Andy Robertson will be watching dearly. Yeah. Group of death. Do we have one group to watch for folks? Hmm. What's you? Mm-hmm. I don't think there is one. No, I don't really either. That's that's my opinion. I do think that the Brazil, Australia, Jamaica, Italy one is weird. That, yeah, that but one. But I think Italy just based on name, they're just they're up. not that good. I think. Yeah, they, when when I was just scanning through this right now, because I've just like kind of looked at teams, not the groups. That was the one that stuck out. But I'm like, yeah, Italy, Germany, Spain, China, South Africa. That one I could think, get weird. That one. Could I think be. the order I just said it is the order it's going to end in. But Spain is good. Spain can be deadly. Germany's not. I think going to lose to Spain, but if South Africa can nick a game against China and steal a point against Spain or Germany or something, it might alter that group in a weird way. Maybe it's maybe it's just because it's the group that I've learned the most about so far, just from research. But I Group A, that second place spot and that third place spot, I think could go to any three of the teams. Like, yeah, that's that's the one group that I think where that the placing is. Yeah, like. It's been said that this South Korea team is kind of in their golden age of, of football, too. So I, I think that all three of these teams could finish second place behind France. And who knows? Maybe it gets weird and France stumbles on the big stage. It could be. But keep an eye. It's on Fox. The Women's World Cup in France. Okay. What before? It sounds like you're about We're to wrap We're trying to wrap it up. We got who's, meetings. Who's your prediction for winner? France. I, I think it's, oh, but damn. I mean, part I of me do the same thing. Part of me says, okay, then I'll say the U.S. because okay. I literally was flipping a coin last night thinking about this podcast. It's gonna going, be awesome. Who am, I, who am I gonna say? How many days out are we? Five. Yeah, five days. Wow. I'm very excited for this. It'll be a good, uh, a, a good World Cup after this good podcast. Subscribe to other podcasts. DailyEmerald.com. I didn't give my prediction. Oh, Jack, you have a prediction. <laughs> Based off of what you just heard, what I just heard, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say losers of many in a row, I believe. But Brazil, oh wow, they'll do it. They've been finalists just once. Yeah, 
but they have made the semifinals. But they'll do it several times. Winners. All right. Book it. Marta Formina, by the way, the first and only player to have played in seven World Cups, men or women. She's played since 1995, which was the the first official Women's World Cup. They've changed the 91, which was the The M&M's World Championships, whatever. Uh, They changed that to become a Women's World Cup. So she is the only person to play in all seven official Women's World Cups as they were labeled at the time. But yeah, first and only person to make it seven men or women. So Brazil, a fun team. Feels like like Joe Thornton. (laughs) <laughs> of the San Jose Sharks. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap it up, though. Neither of them have titles. <laughs> Thanks sad. for listening. Very sad. <laughs> Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to the Emerald Podcast Network. DailyEmerald.com. Support student journalism. Austin Craycraft, Jack Butler, chirping in a little bit. I'm Sean Meadow. Ryan Wynn produced and edited this podcast. Make sure you subscribe and help out the student journalism. Thanks for listening if you've listened to multiple Emerald FC podcasts. I think this will be the last one. We might try and do one at some point before we all leave. I kind of like after the group stage and before knockout, if we're all still here, that would be really good. I'm down. I don't think that's the case, though. But let's try and make it happen. Women's World Cup starts on June 7th. Make sure to tune in. Make sure to subscribe to the Emerald Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Bye.